98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. Protests bring parts of Hong Kong's road and rail system to a grinding halt again. The Chinese University Student Union seeks an injunction to ban police from campus and the government defends its decision not to suspend schools despite the transport chaos. Hong Kong's transport system has been disrupted for a third straight day with many young protesters indicating they want to show solidarity with students from the Chinese University. Its campus was the scene of violent confrontations between police and protesters yesterday. Riot police are standing by in Yunlong where protesters have blocked roads with paving stone and other debris. Traffic in the area has ground to a halt around the intersection of Castle Peak and Taitong roads. Not many black-clad protesters can be seen, although many onlookers are still on the street. This Polytechnic University student said she helped set up barriers in Yunlong. Because of the Chinese university students, they are all fighting with uh, the Hong Kong people. So I joined this competition for to fight them uh, where we are together. Protesters put bricks and makeshift barricades on parts of Waterloo and Junction Roads near Baptist University in Kowloon Tong. This Baptist University student accused police of abusing their power at yesterday's protest at the Chinese University. It is for the protest and then we want to arouse issues and then arouse awareness of how we feel about the recent issues that the government keeps on avoiding our needs and then how urgent it needs, they cannot recognise that. Calm has returned to Taipo this morning after fierce clashes between police and protesters on a main road in the district overnight. However, traffic between Taipo and Kowloon is paralysed because the MTR's East Rail Line and the Tolo Highway are both closed. One person had to rent a bike to travel out of Taipo. 24-year-old event manager Miranda told RTHK's Wendy Wong she plans to buy medical supplies and send them to the Chinese university where many protests were injured. Anyway, train services are experiencing major delays due to passengers blocking the train doors and turnstiles. The Chunwan and East Rail lines are suspended. Individual stations, including Chung Shawan, Tung Chung, Hanghao and Po Lam, are also closed. Some train services that were suspended early this morning have resumed, including partial services on the Kuntong line, although Mong Kok Station and all stops from Kuntong to Tukeng Leng are still out of action. Services on the West Rail line between Chunwan West and Chunmun are suspended. Commenting on the traffic chaos in the past few days, the Chief Secretary Matthew Cheung said the government is extremely concerned but stressed that violence won't help protesters achieve their goals. He stressed that the government is determined to tackle violent protests and will continue to fully support the police. According to government figures, more than 30 locations were disrupted by anti-government protesters yesterday. And as of 10 o'clock this morning, more than 200 sets of traffic lights were still out of service. And out of 650 bus routes, only about 100 are operating. The Chinese University Student Union President Jackie So has applied for an injunction to ban police from entering campus without a warrant or the school's approval and from using crowd control weapons such as tear gas and rubber bullets. During yesterday's confrontation, scores of petrol bombs were thrown while police fired back with water cannon and tear gas. Mr So criticised the police action.
I think that's、uh, ridiculous and also unacceptable. And I can't understand why they would just enter the campus when there was no protesters、uh, in the morning. They just invade into the campus, and then the protesters appear and trigger their anger and irritate the protesters. So the responsibilities should lie on the、uh, police force, and it's the police force that causing today's situation. The High Court held a brief closed-door hearing this morning, and will deal with the case at five this afternoon. Education sector lawmaker Ip Kinyun expressed regret at the violent confrontations. Mr. Ip, the vice president of the Professional Teachers Union, says many people are feeling feeling unsafe and uneasy about what the government's doing. Oh, it's really sad, and I think well, many people are angry as well. It's difficult to imagine that there is an attack on a university campus by police happening in Hong Kong. That makes people think of what happened in Korea in the last century, not in the century. So I think that that is really provoking a lot of hatred in the campus, not only the students but also the alumni. And a court has granted bail to four out of five Chinese university students charged with rioting over the Rosner clash between protesters and police around the university campus on Monday. The five were each charged with one count of rioting and one count of violating the prohibition on face covering regulation. The court accepted the prosecution's request to adjourn the hearing until January the 8th, after police said they said they needed more time to investigate. The court will resume hearing the case of the fifth student this afternoon. And、the government has defended its decision not to suspend schools in light of the current unrest as protesters disrupt transport and roads for a third straight day. The Secretary for Education, Kevin Young, says the traffic situation may vary from district to district, so parents should decide themselves whether to send children to school. But he said the government would monitor the situation. Our first consideration is always the benefit of the students. I think that is the utmost important consideration that we have in mind. I think every parents has their own situation that they have to consider. So, for the situation in this morning, we think that our current system of allowing school to make school-based decision and parents to make the decision about whether their kids should go to school or not should maintain. The chief executive Carrie Lam has come under criticism for refusing to suspend schools because she doesn't want protesters to bring Hong Kong to a standstill. Si Ling Cheng, a member of the Hong Kong Mothers Anti-Extradition Rally, accused her of putting the lives of children and their carers on the front line. It is shocking that the chief executive is pretending that nothing is happening and we should just live our life as normal when she has put our society in complete chaos. And her refusal to suspend classes is a total disregard for the lives and safety of students and their carers. And she seems to be putting our life on the front line as political chips in her struggle with the protesters. Scuffles have broken out during a LegCo meeting after Democrat Wu Qiwei got kicked out for demanding answers from the Secretary for Security John Lee. The lawmaker was unsatisfied with answers he got for, about the procedural issues of the police's recent handling of arrested protesters. While the meeting was suspended, pro-democracy lawmakers surrounded and chanted slogans at the minister as he left the chamber. In an editorial, the state-run tabloid Global Times has accused Western media of fueling the unrest in Hong Kong through biased coverage. It says these outlets mislead people in the West, encourage mobs, and fuel riots. 
The former Treasurer to the Vatican, George Pell, has been granted a right to a final appeal in Australia's High Court against his conviction for child sexual abuse. Cardinal Pell, who's 78, was sentenced to six years in prison in March after being found guilty of abusing two choir boys when he was Bishop of Melbourne. The BBC's Shama Khalil reports from Sydney. Cardinal George Pell lost his first challenge to the conviction back in August at Victoria's Court of Appeal when a panel of judges ruled against him. He's the highest-ranking Catholic official in the world to be convicted of child sexual abuse and has consistently maintained his innocence. In his first appeal, Cardinal Pell argues that the guilty verdict had been unfair and had relied unreasonably on the testimony of one victim. Now that he's been granted leave to appeal in the High Court of Australia, George Pell will argue the judges erred in their decision on those grounds. Huge demonstrations calling for social justice in Chile have descended into violence. President Sebastián Piñera has called an emergency meeting. Here's the BBC's Leonardo Rocha. Shops have been looted and buildings vandalized in Santiago, Viña del Mar, Antofagasta and other Chilean cities. Many vehicles have been torched. Dozens of people have been injured in clashes with riot police. Earlier, tens of thousands of people took part in largely peaceful demonstrations, urging Mr. Piñera to implement a series of measures to reduce inequality. The Chilean president had announced the changes after days of violent anti-government protests. The latest incidents may prompt a stronger response from the government. There have been long queues outside banks in Zimbabwe as people try to get their hands on new banknotes after months of cash shortages. The government says the introduction of the money should help control inflation. The BBC's Shingai Nyoka is in Harare. Today, the banks were limiting the maximum amount people could withdraw to a sum equivalent to 15 US dollars per customer. The highest denomination of note available is worth less than 40 US cents. Critics say such low denominations will soon be worthless in a high inflation environment. The government says the new currency will take a few years to stabilize and pleaded for patience as it grapples with the worst economic crisis in 10 years. Workers in the United States for the fast food chain McDonald's have filed a lawsuit in which they allege the firm has a, suset, I'm sorry, a systemic problem of sexual harassment. Here's the BBC's Vivian Nunes. Former McDonald's worker Jenna Reese says a shift manager at a restaurant in Mason, Michigan, frequently propositioned her for sex on the job and repeatedly grabbed her breasts and crotch. She says she lived in fear of being fired for refusing his advances. Lawyers say she wasn't the only female staff member harassed at the franchise and the restaurant is emblematic of a company that permits a toxic work culture from the very top. The class action is seeking $5 million in damages. Uyghur activists say they've documented nearly 500 camps and prisons run by China to detain members of the ethnic group, alleging that Beijing could be holding far more than the commonly cited figure of one million people. The East Turkestan National Awakening Movement researched imagery from Google Earth and said almost half these camps hadn't been previously identified. China has said the camps are actually vocational training centres. Finance now and currencies. The US dollar is trading at 109.03 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 10 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 6 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,530, 534 points down on the previous close. And turnover stands at $43 billion. Now with the sports, here's Adam Chung.
Let's start with tennis. Dominic Thiem is the first player to progress from the group stage at the ATP Finals in London. The Austrian came from a set down to beat Novak Djokovic 6-7, 6-3, 7-6. Thiem's second straight win puts him through to the semifinals. Meanwhile, Roger Federer bounced back from Sunday's defeat to claim his first win in the group stage, beating Matteo Berrettini 7-6, 6-3. Federer is bidding to win the event for a record-extending seventh time. It's unusual to lose and then come back and play again, but uh, I did it last year, so I got some experience. But now I'm very happy how I played uh, today. Uh, Matteo was always going to be difficult with the big serve. If you don't get the read and you don't get the balls back the way you, you're hoping to, you're going to be in trouble. And uh, he was doing a really nice job in that first set. Uh, I think the beginning of the second, obviously, was key to get that break and then fend off those break points and get the win. Um, I was pretty clean on my own service games. I think um, that helped today and um, I hope I can keep it up and maybe hopefully play even play a bit better in the next match. Federer's next match is against Novak Djokovic tomorrow with a place in the semi-finals up for grabs. Rafael Nadal is also looking to make up for dropping his first match. The world number one plays Daniel Medvedev tonight. Staying with tennis, Andy Murray says he's looking forward to the next few years after proving that he can be competitive again. After being plagued by injuries in the last few years, Murray won the European Open last month. And a former world number one who had career-saving hip surgery earlier this year says he feels he can beat anyone. When I go on the court against all of the players, I would want to feel like I had a chance of winning. I know if I played against the top players in the world tomorrow, like there would be a very small chance of me winning that match, but I do feel like I could do that. Whereas even just, like I say, seven, eight weeks ago, I wouldn't have felt that that was the case. And if I continued along that path, then I probably wouldn't you know, have continued playing. Hong Kong's football team are looking to end their goal-scoring drought when they host Bahrain in a World Cup qualifying match at Hong Kong Stadium tomorrow night. 36-year-old striker Giovanni Da Silva has been called up to the national team for the first time since coach Mixu Patalainen took charge in April. The former Hong Kong Footballer of the Year has four goals in six games for RNF this season. His presence will help Hong Kong who haven't scored in their last two games. Hong Kong sit fourth in Group C with one point. Bahrain come in level with group leaders Iraq on seven points. Tomorrow's match is the first of two World Cup qualifiers in five days for Hong Kong. Cambodia will be paying a visit here on Tuesday. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Protests bring part of I'm sorry, protests bring parts of Hong Kong's road and rail system to a grinding halt. The Chinese University Students Union seeks an injunction to ban police, and the government dissent defends its decision not to suspend schools despite the transport chaos. The news from RTHK. Let's work together to build a better community. We all love our home. To contribute to our community, let's vote in the 2019 District Council election on the 24th of November. Bring your ID card and cast your vote. The polling hours are from 7.30 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. For inquiry, please call 2891-1001. Show your care. Cast your vote.